Today's text is this passage of Scripture from Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 24 through 27. And the title of the sermon today is, Why Jesus Taught. Why Jesus Taught. I, I thought maybe before I could get into why I think Jesus taught, it might be helpful for us to think about why does anybody teach? Why do teachers teach? And so I thought... I. Great idea. I'll just put this on my social media platforms this week. And I will ask people on my personal page. And I will ask people on the church social media pages to just respond to the question. Regardless of whether or not you're a teacher, why do teachers teach? And you know what I learned uh, from this social media experiment? Most of you have unfriended me or unfollowed me. Or at the very least, you don't care enough about the burning questions in my life that you choose to answer. Now, a few of you did answer, and I am so grateful for that because they were some really, really good answers. When I asked the question, why do teachers teach? Here are the responses that I got. Teachers teach in part because they want to be better teachers than some of the teachers that they had growing up. Maybe they felt like a teacher didn't give their all or their best or didn't know how to communicate uh, very clearly. And so that's one of the reasons why teachers teach. Another reason why teachers teach is because it's a calling. It's just something that, that is placed upon their hearts from a very early age. And they realize that I could try to do lots of other things, but nothing would satisfy what, what I feel like God wants me to do with my life more so than teaching. Um, some people uh, choose to teach. Uh, because they want to make a difference in the lives of other people. And, and so that's why they teach. Some people choose to teach because they want to pay it forward. Uh, they, they, somebody poured into their life, and so they want to pour into the life of someone else. Some people teach because sharing something special is special. And so they've got a passion about a particular subject, about a particular thing, and they want to share that with someone else in a special way because there's something special about doing that. And so those are some of the answers that I received on Facebook and social media as I posted those this week. But I decided maybe, maybe I should just Google and the same question and see if there are other answers out there that people might have. And so that's what I did. Why do teachers teach? And, and I came up with some other ones. Great job security. I, apparently somebody with tenure wrote the answer to this one. Uh, Great job security. Once you're tenured as a teacher, the opportunities for you to serve are, are, are endless. Um, another reason why people teach is because they, they want to inspire people that you can become what you don't realize you can become. That you can actually do things that you don't feel like you can do. And so, inspiring others is a reason why people often teach. Another reason that they say is they want to shape the future in a powerful and meaningful way. And so that's why they teach. And then uh, another reason that I read about why teachers teach is because you can work anywhere. You can move anywhere you want to move. And there's always a need for a good teacher somewhere. Whether it's in a school system 
or in a church or in a community. And so that's the reason why teachers teach. And as I got to thinking about all of those different reasons, I realized that when I think about going back to the question of why Jesus taught, really a lot of those same reasons come to the surface, don't they? I mean, Jesus taught maybe because he wanted to teach others in a better way than maybe some of the teachers that he'd heard before. Maybe they didn't really understand the word of God like they thought that they did. Maybe their interpretation of God's word wasn't what Jesus thought it should be. Uh, Jesus taught because it was a calling. It was something that God wanted him to do. And it was something that he couldn't have uh, satisfied that longing in his heart or that will of God in any other way besides teaching others. It was a calling. Uh, Jesus taught because uh, he wanted to make a difference in people's lives for the better. Jesus taught because he wanted to pay it forward in the same way that people had poured into his life. He wanted to pour into the lives of others. Jesus taught because there's something special about sharing something special. And what could be more special than the Word of God being shared with God's children? I think you get the point. We could go through all of those things that I've already mentioned as to why teachers teach. And, and we could say that that's why Jesus taught. But if I were going to sum up for you why Jesus taught... Uh, all of those things, I would simply say this, that Jesus taught because of love. Jesus taught because Jesus loved His subject, and Jesus taught because He loved His students. And that's why Jesus taught. Now in our scripture lesson today, we are, in the, we are at the end of Jesus' longest lecture on record. It's in Matthew's Gospel. It begins in chapter 5. It goes all the way through chapter 7. We call it the Sermon on the Mount. It is the longest single sermon or lecture that we have on record of Jesus' teaching in the Gospels. And Jesus taught this story, this sermon, out of love. And it ends with a really familiar story to most of us. And that's what I want to focus on this morning. Here's the story. There were three little pigs. And their mother told them that it is time for you to get out of our pigsty and go build a pigsty of your own. And those three little pigs packed up their things and they left. And they went out onto the, into the world trying to find a way to make their own pigsty, or make their own place to dwell. And the first little pig, well, he ran up on some farmers and they had all sorts of bundles of straw. And he thought, you know what, I, that would make a great thing to build a house out of is straw. And so he got some of that straw from those farmers and he built his house out of straw. Well, the second little pig out making his way in the world, he came upon some campers and they were gathering sticks for a fire. And he thought, you know what? If I build a pigsty out of sticks, that would be a pretty cool thing. And so he got some of those sticks from those campers and he built his pigsty out of sticks. Well, that third little piggy, he somehow got uh, involved with some builders and they had a ton of bricks 
And, and so that little piggy decided that he was going to get some of those bricks, and that's how he was going to build his house. He built his house with bricks. And then Jesus said, a big bad wolf showed up in the neighborhood. A big bad wolf went to that very first house, the one made out of straw, and the big bad wolf said, let me come in. And the little piggy that built the straw house said, not by the hair of your chinny chin chin. And so the big bad wolf said, well then I'm going to huff and I'm going to puff and I'm going to blow your house of straw in. And that's exactly what he did. And then that second little piggy the big bad wolf went to his house, the one that had made a house out of sticks. And that big bad wolf said to that little piggy, let me come in. And that little piggy said, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And that little uh, big bad wolf said, well, then I'm going to huff and I'm going to puff and I'm going to blow your house of sticks down. And that's exactly what he did. And then that big bad wolf went to that third house, the house made out of bricks, and he says, let me come in. And that little piggy said, not by the hair of your chinny chin chin. And the big bad wolf said, I'm going to huff, and I'm going to puff, and I'm going to blow your house down. And yet he huffed, and he puffed, and he could not blow his house down. And then Jesus said, anyone who hears and does what I tell you to do is like the third little piggy who built his house out of bricks. Okay, so maybe your translation is a little different than mine. <laughs> but have you ever thought about it? The similarities between the story of the three little piggies and the story of the wise and the foolish builder. You tell me that the three little piggies writer didn't get that from Scripture. This story has been around a long, long time. There are amazing similarities between the stories. Uh, there are, in the gospel lesson that we heard read earlier, the real scripture we heard read, there were two people. They built two different houses. They chose to go about the building of those houses in two different ways. They faced a test to the house that they had built. And the moral of the story was dependent upon how one built their house and how it weathered what it faced. In the Scripture lesson, it's not a big bad wolf that threatens the structure of those houses. It is a big bad storm. And I think there are three things or more that perhaps we can take from that, uh, this story. And the first is that all of us, me and you, every single one of us, we are house builders too. You know, in the Scripture, there's a... Uh, metaphor of the home is used to describe the Christian life, our character, our integrity over and over and over again. Every single one of us is building a house that is our life. And, and the choices we make with our life helps determine the quality of the home that we are building. Not all homes are created equally. The second point that I'd like to make this morning is that all of us are home builders and all of us will face storms. If you're looking in this story in, in, in Matthew's Gospel as Jesus is concluding the Sermon on the Mount for some sort of way of avoiding storms, you're not going to find it in this Scripture. Jesus says that storms are going to come whether you're wise or or whether you're foolish, whether you build your house that is your life in the right way, or whether you do not. 
You cannot avoid the storms in life. Every single one of us is building a house and every single one of us will experience some sort of storm in our lives. And so then the the test is going to come to the house that we have built. How will our house stand? It depends upon the choices that we've made. It depends upon the decisions that we have made. Each house of our lives will face a test. What Jesus' point here, I think, is that He is not trying to say that He is going to spare us from the storms. What Jesus is saying is that I will prepare you for the storm. And if you listen to me, if you listen to what I'm teaching, if you do what I tell you to do, that when that storm inevitably comes, the house that you have built on the firm foundation of God's Word will help you to survive in the midst of that storm. So many of us uh, have been Uh, led to believe that Jesus' commandments and telling us what we should do and what we shouldn't do is is a way of Jesus trying to steal our joy or to rob us from our freedoms of living life the way that we want to live. But friends, that is not why Jesus teaches what Jesus teaches. Jesus teaches what Jesus teaches because He loves us. He cares so much about the subject of God's Word. He cares so much about His students, all of us as children of God. And He teaches us what God desires so that when those storms come, we have a better chance of enduring and surviving the storms of life. And He says, anyone who listens to what I teach, and who does what I say is like the wise man who built his home on a sure and steady foundation, the rock of Christ. 